Okay, podcast number three is going to be an interview with an escort. Now, first of all, let me just start by apologizing for the audio quality. I totally fucked up on the settings with this thing. I recorded it from my laptop and the direct feed from the laptop, and I had the settings all fucked up. But we did over an hour and like 10 minutes interview, and I didn't think it was fair for me to ask her to come back and do the interview again so just bear with me uh i am sorry for the levels the levels are all fucked up and i didn't have anything set up and again i didn't really do these episodes in order um so i recorded it back and forth back and forth so again i apologize for the audio quality it's horrible and i wouldn't be mad if you guys just say fuck the episode but i mean again there's a lot of information on here and she answered a lot of questions that I had uh, when it comes uh, according to escorting and all that stuff that's involved. So, again, I apologize. And I'm probably going to apologize again after the end of that episode. So, there. I hope you enjoy interview with an escort. Okay, here we go. Um, this is going to be the third podcast that you're listening to so this will be episode number three and uh this is an episode that i've been really thinking about for a long time because i do deal with a lot of porn stars and escorts and dancers and ig models but a lot of them on the side do escort and to me escorting is one of those things that i've always been fascinated with it's always been a thing that I've always had a lot of questions and people that I, I'm around always ask me questions about is it legit or is this girl like a legit person to get a date from? Uh, so today I decided to interview a real life escort. Um, we're going to keep her name out of it, just privacy issues and I don't need anybody trying to contact her or anything. but. I just think it's just privacy is very important. So I'm gonna ask you some questions and we're gonna use this more as an educational podcast so you guys could actually know what are some of the rules um, into getting a date from a person because there there are rules, they're unwritten rules. I mean there's no fucking guidebook or rule book as to what the protocol is to hire somebody on a date or anything. But I heard some good things about escorting. I heard some horror stories about it. And I decided, you know what? It's time to do a legit interview about what it is to get real life escort. I never had an escort before. And not because I don't think, you know, I'm, I guess, what's the word? I can't think of the word right now. I guess, I never used one. The only time I ever used an escort was in TJ, and that was just like, you know, Tijuana, Adelitas, or whatever. You go in and come out, and that's it. But there's no connection. You just go in, do your business, and you get out. But I think sometimes when you get an escort here in the United States, there's more of a connection, especially if you become a regular. And we'll talk about what a regular is you know, later on. But if you do find an escort that's legit, Sometimes you tend to become a regular. So we're gonna talk about that right now. So without further ado, here we go. 
Just knowing some of the dangers and knowing that not everything's as what other, I don't know if you heard it from other girls. I don't know if a, a gentleman asked you to come, hey, come and work for me. Right. Or were you dancing somewhere before somebody asked you, hey, you come escort or hey, it's easy money. Mm-hmm. What were some of the reasons or the main reasons you decided to get into this type of work? Honestly, first off, um, I started out because I just really. I was struggling going through a lot at the time and I just wanted to go ahead and find a fast way to come up. So I started off not with escorting but with dancing. So like a strip club or so, yeah, so house for clubs, for house parties, I was dating both. And getting into that, it opened my eyes into a whole nother world. Now were there other girls that were escorting also or did they like kind of bring you up in your moment or so some of the girls that I did dance with were escorting already and some were just straight dancing like how I was and um just being in the industry of dancing you come about a lot of people and just being around the other girls who are escorts and so you do see and hear stories from them as to you know how things work how the money flows and so I kind of got interested into it, and little by little, that's how um, I got into the business. So I would dance, and then say I would talk to a guy. Like if it was a house party or a club, you know, we would start talking, and then later on, you know, after after hours, whatever, we would go ahead and handle what we had to do. And so by doing that, I went ahead and got into the actual escorting business and kind of pushed off the dancing part. So that's what kind of led me into this line of work. So it's just—it was more of like the money, like the fast pace of money. And like I said, at the time, I was really needing it, and um, so yeah, I just went ahead and chose that. And not only that, not only was it the money, but it's like you think of it as an opportunity to have openings with, like, say, businesses with people. Like you just. How do I say it? You get well connected with people, and then from there you can expand. You can expand your business in many different ways. So I looked at that as an opportunity as well to go ahead and come up. How far after you started dancing did you start escorting? Um, honestly, it was probably eight months. I know it was. Months, so it took a while. Yeah, it was. It was a while. I know it was really less than like a year. So probably about seven to eight months, I say. And yeah, and then after that, I just kind of stuff. No, because, yeah, because I've been to some bachelor parties and back in the day. Right. And, and I remember there was like, there'll be like three or four girls that will come in, and there was always one, maybe two, but usually there's <laughs> always one that you'll see her disappear in the bathroom. Like, you'll right. see her, like, <laughs> you know, you see guys disappear or whatever. She'll be doing like, you know, blow jobs or like hand jobs or like, you know, uh, regular sex, right. you know, for a price. And then it was, again, you know, there's a reason why I'm doing this because it's very, it's very unspoken, like very, 
it wasn't really advertised or like whatnot, but you would always know there'll be someone, one of the girls that, oh shit, you know. Like, you know, they went off to do something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but you know, it just wasn't advertised like it's right. just like, oh shit, they, 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 where's, they're, they're doing something bad. Where's this dude at? Where's that dude and shit? And <laughs> to me, like, it was one of those things where, all right, cool. You know, I, I never judged the girls. I mean, they're hustling, they're making money or whatever and stuff. So I never looked down on it. I never thought it was like a bad thing. I mean, because it was safe. There was usually a big ass dude with them, like touring security and buzz. We were pretty much well behaved when it came to things like that. Because we wanted to come back at another bachelor party or whatnot. Um, now, we're going to go back a little bit. Um, do you think, um, I guess maybe uh, being like, did you have any issues, like as far as like, you know, family, uh, and I'm asking just a reason because when everybody in the business like gets here, myself, you know, when it comes to family, mom and dad or, you know, other relatives and stuff, did you ever have any fear that they would find out or that they would like, eventually find out or what you're going to say or like did you have any of that fear because I remember when I told my mom hey you know I'm doing this I'm doing a porn website she just looked at me funny for a while it's like she gave me a look of disappointment because obviously you know they're going to say like yo we like ain't doing porn and shit but I talked to her and I told her hey you know I was behind the camera not in front of the camera but did you feel in any way like oh shit my family's gonna find out, or or anybody, even even friends or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. That was one of my main concerns was that, and I'm hitting. Honestly, I'm still hiding it, so my parents don't know. But some of my family members and my friends did find out, which was how they found out. Um. So I started, you know, like posting stuff here and there, or I would take off out of town a lot. And so they started putting little connections together here and there. And then, um, I don't, can't remember if it was a show or it was an actual picture that I had posted, but I was stripping and it was in my outfit and everything. And- A show like what? Like, I guess, um, it was at a club. It was at a club in San Jose. So I think, yeah, that's what it was. I was in Cleveland, San Jose, and I had run into people that I knew that was out there. And once that came about, I was like, okay, you know, they kind of know, they've seen what I do. Can't really hide it because I know, like, so much people and, you know, just stuff gets around. And so, like I said, I'm still hiding it from my parents. Like, they don't know. Thank God, yet. So, because I don't know how they would react, honestly. Um, But like I said, I was, like, family finding out. They did, and it was close relatives, too. It was, like, close cousins, you know. It was my ex-husband's, well, basically my father-in-law, like, that side of the family, you know, just people that I didn't want to find out. And it, it, it caused issues and it caused problems. It did. But once I let them know, like, why I did it and the reasons why I mostly did it, they kind of understood more as to, like, okay, you know, we understand. So. I can imagine. I, 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 I definitely imagine because I even, I was a little mortified with my parents finding out and I decided to tell them myself because I did not want them to find out to anybody else. 
I mean, I, a lot of you followers here know me as Alfonso from Barrios or whatever, but like in my private life, and if you really know me, I'm fucking square. I mean, I'm not, you know, crazy or whatever you guys may think. I'm not, I mean, I was married for a long ass time or all this stuff, but I live a pretty normal, quiet, you know, father life. You know, I'm not, it's just a business. And that's why when it comes to any of the sex business, it's just a business. It's not that people are evil or anything like that, but it's still going to be really hard for parents to really kind of get that concept and really kind of understand because nobody wants to see their kid, you know, and whatever ideas of what they have, what, you know, um, escorting or whatever it is. Obviously, it's, it would be an issue, and I'm glad that nobody marked the island because that's kind of, <laughs> that's kind of crazy to actually think that nobody said nothing, you know? Right. Um, it's, it's, it's a good thing. Uh, how how old were you when you started? So I was really started recently when I was 26. So 26? So 26. Okay. Yeah, I waited. <laughs> that's good. I mean, yeah. that, that's good because, like, even in porn, like, when we, when I shoot girls, I try not to shoot girls that are too young. Um, because, and if I do, I always kind of sit down with them and I give them like a big ass talk as to like, hey, you know, once we, this goes out there, it's never going to come back. People will find out, so just make sure exactly. rather they come we from you. You have to be prepared, yeah, you mm-hmm. have to be prepared for what's to come. So 26 is actually not a bad age to, to be going to do this start. <laughs> it's I mean, mid-age, yeah. No, no, that's definitely a good age. That's definitely a good age. What, um... Okay, so I'm gonna jump around. You all have to excuse me a little bit because this is kind of like my first podcasting episode. So if I go back and forth, I apologize, but just bear with me. I'm gonna ask some questions and um, just answer them as best as you can. Um, So what's the protocol? Like for example, I've seen a lot of like scams. With, with that screen I've seen a lot of like I work with a lot of porn stars and I work with a lot of porn stars and I'll see somebody that I know personally escorting in like in Bakersfield or escorting somewhere so, but I know it's not there so obviously me knowing that it's not there I'm definitely not going to call that number because I know it's a scam it's not Right. You know, Jennifer Jolie or not a fucking, you know, a famous porn star actually escorting for 50 bucks or whatever so my thing is what do you do to? Because they got rid of what was a, um, they got rid of they got rid of Craigslist. They got rid of uh, I forgot the name of the other one. Um, there's another website. one. Huh? The website. Uh, the uh, Backpage. Backpage and Redbook. Yeah, Redbook and Backpage. They got rid both of them. Yeah, both of them were taken down. And they got taken down because of things like that, like safety. And I guess they have to crack the the. Craigslist killer oh, yeah. a while ago. Mm-hmm. So I understand the whole safety issues, but where do you advertise? And when you advertise, like, how do you sell yourself, no pun intended, in to make them, to convince people that it's you, to, to say, hey, this is really me, it's not a fake. Right. Like, what's, like, oh, oh, so for example, where would I see you? So, Basically, what um, 
like how red book is and how back pages. There's other sizes, other escorting sites that you can use. Mm -hmm. And one of the main ones that I use would be Private Delights. Mm -hmm. Private yeah. Delights is a very high-end page, I mean, well, website that a lot of people use. Like, a lot of people go to that one a lot because not only with that page that, um, that you're looking into, but it connects to other small websites. So say if you're looking for an escort, you can look for one or in that area, but it'll also bring up other little small sites, you know? So that's why people use that one a lot. And that's where I posted my ad. So I post my ad there. Guys will see the page and see what that site there, what I like about it is a lot of verification. There's a lot of security that you have to go ahead and pass and verify yourself as to before meeting up with, you know, whoever you're meeting up with. with that Ver verification to the guy? So, no, what well, it'll be the actual website itself. So whenever you make an account on that website, it'll ask you like, you know, your information, whether you know, if your ID information, your name, your address, what kind of job you have. And if you have a job, you're offered to go ahead and link your job into that um into private delights yeah it could be any regular nine to five job it could be whatever it is but it basically it's like a profile of yourself so you're going to make a profile of yourself on that page kind of like facebook or you know instagram so i have my whole page set up with like my information my pictures and they can have that as well too but with that site, what I like about it also is that when you sign up to meet girls, like I said, you have to give them your information in order to go ahead and log in. And so that gives us some security because when we go ahead and say you text us and want to make sure it's us, we go ahead and want, we want to feel the same way about you guys. We want to make sure it's you and make sure it's not a cop or not being set up. So there's a verification button on that page that you could go ahead and click once you go ahead and like say the guy texts my phone I'm like hey i want to meet up with you I'm like sure can you go ahead and please verify yourself and i ask can you please verify yourself using the private delight page by pressing the verification button and that verification button like i said once you enter your information onto your your whole web page that button's going to let me know like hey it is really you it shows your information i could feel safe like i know your name i know what kind of job you you know you're working or you know it gives me like but does this private delight verify the customer i mean do they yeah do the work? so um, they're on the customer's end. I'm not really sure what much they ask for, but they do ask for a lot of information to make sure it is really you. And you have to go through a process of sending in your ID. Mm. As for me, too, I have to send in my ID with my picture to make sure it was really me before you go ahead and get added onto the website. So that's one step. And then, like I said, you have information showing like who you are and everything. And then um, with me, as for a guy, he wants to make sure it really is me being the escort on that page, of course, going to call and text, and I can either have them FaceTime me for more verification to feel more comfortable to make sure it is me, or, um, I'm like, I'm trying to see the other way. <laughs> I mean, just talk, to, like, I talk to them, I, like, if they ask for a certain picture, I can kind of send certain pictures that I know it is me. You know, there's different steps that you can take. And then as for on my end, as an escort to go ahead and verify a guy, it'd be like, say if he didn't have a private license account, 
because a lot of people do. There's a lot of cops. Like I said, there's a lot of cops. There's a lot of guys that try to set you up that don't have an account, that you can't verify them, that you don't know if they're safe or not. So what I would do is that I'll text them and ask them, hey, can to go ahead and verify yourself, can I go ahead and please have, like, say, your name, your age, your race, your occupation, just so I can kind of identify you before you get to the door. You know, if I ever feel eerie about a person, I can see, like, hey, is that really that person that's coming? Or I can have them send me a picture of either their ID or ask them to do something certain in the picture of, like, maybe holding one finger up next to their face. You know, so that way I know that it's not a picture used from, like, Google or just a random picture. Like, I want to make sure they're actually taking that picture for me. So that's another way I can go ahead and verify. And then, you know, you feel safe as a separate way. Now, is there a charge for the customer to be verified through private lights? Like, do they have to pay, like, a one-time fee? No, the site is actually free to sign up. So as a customer, it's everything's free. Yeah, so you mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay either? No. Like, Me, I do pay. Like, say if I post my ad in certain areas, I do. There is a charge for me. Okay. How do you use that more often than not? Or do you use them more? Or do you just use the other way you verify people yourself? Um, like I said, I'll use, mainly I'll, I'll go off using private delights. Like I said, I'll ask them for, it's called a PD handle, which is basically like the link to your page, link to your private delights page so I can mm-hmm. make sure it's you. Okay. Now, are there, does, do, do they also, oh, well, I guess it's a dumb question. <laughs> I was going to ask you, like, references to other Oh yeah, we do that too. We there that's another good I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that, but <laughs> yeah, no, us escorts, we do talk amongst each other like, hey, I'm so and so from Private Delights. This is my like PD handle, go ahead and check my page, you know it's me, and then they'll send the guys information like, hey, there's this guy that wants to meet up. Here's his PD handle, can you verify him for me? Or here's his phone number he texts me from. And then I can go ahead and verify like, yes, I did meet up with this guy, yes. He left me a good review or he has plenty of reviews from other girls which is another good thing about that site you can leave reviews on there letting people know that hey this is a good actual person like i had a fun time like this guy's really nice you know so now do do the guys get to also use liver um both ends they can leave us a review and then we can also reply back to the review which gives them a better opportunity of meeting us girls mm-hmm. so uh, like i said as a verification way so then having reviews from us lets other girls know like hey he really is a nice guy he's really real He's not a cop for it. He's not somebody who's going to rob you, you know, things like that. We'll go back to the cop issues because I know I definitely have questions about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and, and I, like I said, I work with a lot of porn stars and they were also, um, they would also refer high-end customers to each other. Or like, if uh, a certain gentleman would want to book somebody, one of the big-end porn stars, uh-huh. they will say, hey, I, uh, I had a date with this porn star before, and she said I could use her as a reference. And they'll call each other, and that's how they'll, that's how I'm, I know a lot of them do it, because these guys are dealing with, like, like 
NBA players, you know, baseball players, football players, high executives, and they don't want to write their data out and, and right. some, something right. like that. So, and I know they would do that. Um, so okay, so let's let's say I pass those screening process. You're in my town. You're gonna be in this state. I'm gonna book a date with you and. Um, knocking outside your door. I'm knocking outside your hotel room. What's next? So. I mean, what's the, what's the? I don't know. That was a stupid question. Um, <laughs> no, so, what what's like when somebody knocks? Like what's because I always hear stories. I always hear the thing that's like you don't discuss anything. You don't really say anything. You drop. You put the money on the table, on the whatever, money's business first, you know, you count the money. Once the money is, you put it away, then, you know, we go handle business. But I'm sure, I mean, again, none of this shit is written. None of this stuff is, is you know, it's just hearsay or whatnot. And the more familiar you are with the, with the provider, then, you know, you'll know what to do. But like, for example, this is the first time somebody's gonna see you. He's in town for business. You're, you're there where you go. It's already been processed. Knocks in the door, you open the door, what happens next? Okay, so after he's been verified and everything, um, well, mainly during the verification process, I'm gonna ask him as well as to what you would like, you know, time-wise. I would schedule all that before him actually getting into the room. So that way we're set and ready to go as to, you know, the rules, what's do's and don'ts. Because on the website as well, you're able to go ahead and put your do's all right, sorry about that, guys. Uh, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty, and I know it sounds cheesy as fuck, but actually that's what happened. My thing just completely shut down, so we're going to start again. Uh, she was answering the fact that somebody walks in, he's already been verified, everything's legit, door knocks, and you know, what do you do next? All right, so once you go ahead and walk through the door, First, I'm gonna go ahead and make them comfortable. Um, me personally, I like to make some. Me personally, I just like a guy to feel comfortable as giving him a hug, come hi, how are you doing? How's your day going? Nice to see you. You know, I do that first, and then um, I'll go ahead and ask the guy, can you go ahead and please lay the money out on the table? After he does that, I ask. Sometimes I'll ask. Do you need to go ahead and take a shower? Go ahead and let them take a shower if they need to. If not, then we'll just go ahead and proceed. After they go ahead and leave the money on the table, um, we basically go ahead and start, because like I said, using the website, they already know the do's and don'ts, so it's already said and done, and through us communicating through text. So honestly, when it gets through the door, it's just put the money down and let's get started. And then we either you know, if it's your first time or if you look shy, I'm going to, like I said, make you feel comfortable. I won't right away just, like, you know, throw myself on you. I'm just going to, you know, lay there with you and talk with you, you know, like we have a little touchy-feely and then go ahead and um, proceed. But my, my question is this. The whole shower thing kind of made me think a little bit because some things have to stay. <laughs> and I mean, you know, especially if they've been driving for a while or whatnot. Right. I mean, nobody likes to be told they smoke. I mean, is that something you tell that you or you offer it to everybody? Or I mean, some you know, some guys put cologne, but you know, everybody's a little musty down there. But my thing is like, 
Is that something that you do, like, to everybody? Like, do you want to take a shower? I mean... Okay, so, honestly, before I get every customer, I ask them to please be clean. Like, I'll tell them straight out on the text, like, you know, please come shower, please come ready. Or, and if they're not, say they just barely got out of work, they barely got out of soccer practice, like, they didn't want to go home and take a shower and the lights find out or something, then I'll go ahead and give them opportunities. Go, like, hey, go ahead and take a shower if you need to. But a really quick one. And for the guys who say that they showered already and they're ready to go and they come in and I feel like they're not clean, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and tell you to please take a shower. Not in a mean way, not in a rude way, but I'm gonna ask you, I'm basically gonna lie, like, hey, can you go ahead and take a shower so I can feel like you are clean? You know, so that I don't seem so rude. No, it's definitely an issue because like, I'm, I'm the guy. I'm so conscious about that. And yeah, like, I think everybody, you know, is just scared about that. <laughs> I'm having to smell or something, but there, yeah, there's just some guys who's just like really strong or like really <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just trying to keep it together here. No, no, I get it. I, I definitely get it. Um, especially if it's a stranger and, and you're not used to their smell and like you did say, people do have a strong smell and, and I totally, totally get that. Okay, so do watch this ass and there you go. I mean, what's that number two, Lauren? What do you do from there? I mean, like I said, just go ahead and just start. Like, like I said, make the guy feel comfortable first. I'll go ahead and like, you know, sit on the bed. Now, has everything been, hold on, has everything been like approved already? Like as far as like sexual acts and... Right, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Through the site, it shows what I do and what I don't. So the guy already knows like as to how far and how much he can do to me, right? And then also by him texting, because there is some guys that still will text and be like, hey, do you do this, do you do that? And right then and there, I can let them know somewhat, like, hey, yeah, this is mad. Or there's certain words as to, like, GFE. GFE means girlfriend experience, meaning that that girl's open to do everything. What's everything that? meaning, like, actually having a girlfriend, like, the cuddling, the kissing. Um, there's, girl, the, there's girls that do, like, just bareback. There's guys that just want, you know, that. So there's different, so they go ahead and identify yourself like, as to what you do and don't. Well, girl, with girlfriend experience, I, I totally understand that term. I mean, there was a movie, I think, with a porn star in Sasha Gray or something. She made a movie called My Girlfriend Experience. And I remember I, I had seen that before and, and escort services, GFU, but I never really thought knew what it was. So I. Yeah, so GFE me, like I said, just girlfriend, like a whole, like just having an actual girlfriend. And you don't see her as an escort, basically. So I mean, you could do whatever you want to her, and she's okay with that. She's your girlfriend. She's your girlfriend, yeah. For a lot more money, I assume. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a higher pay, of course, because like I said, you're open to a lot, like a lot of options, meaning like, say if you like anal, or if you want to go ahead and, you know, I don't know, come on a girl's body, or a lot of girls don't like kissing. There's guys that love to be, you know, to 
kiss and cuddles. So that's what a girlfriend experience would be. It'd be like the whole total package. Kissing is funny to me because I remember watching Pretty Woman. Uh-huh. And she had that whole no kissing thing. And right. for some reason, I thought it was funny because it's like, wow, you know, you're going to do all these other things, but then you're not going to kiss me. But then again, kissing is very intimate and personal, and like, you actually kind of really like somebody for them to kiss you. Right. And I totally, once I got a little older, I kind of realized like that it kind of makes sense, you know, because if it's going to be just a really business transaction for sex, then kissing's not, not. Mm-hmm. Should it should be a thing, and I obviously girlfriend experience does cover that, and but yeah, when I saw that movie, first of all, come on, Julie Roberts is queen, you know, but yeah, the whole kissing thing kind of threw me for a loop because like right. I totally understand why people would charge a lot more for that. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so if you. Do you actually notice or do you actually, look, I deal with a lot of guys and a lot of, meaning a lot of guys message me and I, I hear stories about as far as everybody, um, what their sexuality is, the prime versus their sexuality, things like that. And a lot of girls when I talk to, especially escorts, have told me that most guys are really nice when it comes to escorting. Most of them pay their money, they do their thing, they're thankful and they're out. And in the most part, most guys just want to smell a woman's hair, the attention. You hear stories also like, oh, you know, some guys just wanna, they just wanna talk to you. They just wanna, I guess, somebody to listen to. Do you ever get any of those or? I do, I actually do get those way more than the actual just like hookup. A lot of my dudes, well, guys, sorry. A lot of my guys just want that companionship. They just want somebody to talk to really quick, you know? Besides, like, their wives or their baby moms or their girlfriends, whoever they're with at the time. Because honestly, I do get a lot of married guys or fiancés, boyfriends, and they'll tell me, like, you know, the reason why I'm here seeing you is because I just need to get away. Like, I just need somebody to talk to really quick. I just want to, or I just want to hook up and then talk. So I do get that a lot and, or even just a guy who wants to give me a massage. I've had guys who just literally for two hours just massage me just because they enjoy things like that or just bring me gifts, guys who bring me gifts, take me on dinners. It's like I said, it's just a whole companionship. I think mainly it's what they want is friends and no benefits, I mean, no strings. I mean, benefits and no strings, like, that's how I see. Um. You said married. Have you ever had any wives or anybody like that contact you or maybe find an app that their spouse seek you out through their, through a service or there was a charge in the credit card or they took money out or whatever? Basically, anybody contacting you or telling you, hey, like, what the fuck or any of that? Um, I have. I've had one contact me through a social site <laughs> asking, like, hey, um, like why are you texting my man and why are you in his inbox when it was really him and you know him wanting to do the services and everything and then later on she figured that out it wasn't too extreme because she was more understanding and mad towards him than to take it out on me and then there was another time where I had an outcome meaning a guy called me to go ahead and go to his home to go ahead and escort so I had 
went to his house and it turns out his wife opened the door <laughs> his wife opened the door and was so mad like why are you here who are you and i was like stuck because i'm not gonna sit there and be like um yeah yeah your husband called me you know so <laughs> it was it was a crazy experience like that one was the most and um yeah she started getting really really loud and crazy just because she's seen you know a female there mm. so i can imagine that she found out that her husband was messing around no i i, I read because i I mean, I'm not a female, but I also hear messages as to like, why are you following my man? Or why I will do? I'm a, I'm a man. Like, I, I'm not trying to, and I see that a lot. I, I definitely see that a lot. And I mean, I wish more people, more couples would talk to each other and trust each other. Or if, if a man felt that he had to hire somebody because maybe something's missing there. Like, hey, you're not, you're not, you know, Fulfilling my needs. Well, you're not setting my day you know, yeah. for, you know, more than fucking five minutes. Apart. Like, you know, things like that, husband's like... Exactly. And that's what I get. Like, the simple things like that. Like, guys just want something simple or something done and just be feel pleased. They just want to be happy by the end of the day. By the time they walk out the room, they just want to be happy. Well, there was, there was a show in, in Showtime. Um, it was called Jiggalos. And I remember there was a, a couple... And actually, the man got the, the the male escort for the for the lady, and it was kind of creepy because the husband was watching. Uh, and at the end, you know, they paid well, they paid the gentleman or whatever, and he was gone. And then there would be an interview, and they were saying, "Well, we didn't pay for sex; we paid for him to leave." Mm-hmm. So I thought it was rather interest, interesting saying that because I think if more couples were to kind of enjoy together and have fun together and it's not cheating it's just sex you're uh, having a good time and you're paying you know that person to leave because there's no connection after that there's, there's nothing there mm-hmm. um so i kind of kind of wish people were more open to something like that okay so after you paid you watched his ass he has had sex um what um have you have you ever had anybody like either try to rob you or like kind of try to take the money back or like try to do any nonsense like that? Um, yeah, I've had multiple, maybe like three or four occasions where, um, say like this one instant, this guy after we were done doing what we did, um, I was getting. See, this is why I don't like leaving where the bed area is at just to go to the restroom because all I did was go to the restroom really quick to try to, like, wipe up or clean, you know, just put my clothes back on. And while I was doing that really quick, the money that was on the table, he tried to grab some out of that stack and take it back. And, of course, I seen that, you know, and I was like, where's the money? So, and it made him feel dumb because he's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But it's like, how can you do that, you know? So that was one instant, and there was another time where, yes, I was set up and I was robbed. It was um, it was in downtown San Jose. It was the owner of a nightclub who actually did that. <laughs> it was the owner of a nightclub who sent me. It was like an early morning, you know, meetup. So I went to the um, to this club that morning, and while we were like 
while we, we were in the process of whatever, um, things went bad, things went wrong. Um, it turns out when I got there, there was actually two other guys that were there. One was like a worker, the other one was like his friend, you know, his co-owner of the building. Well, that co-owner of the building also wanted to join in with me and the dude who actually hired me. So those two dudes started fighting, stuff happened, and the guy just got mad at me, at me, well, the dude that, the, the guy who hired me got mad. And so what he did was basically try to hurry up and finish with me. And then um, he robbed the money because he said it basically, I caused that whole, that whole issue, the whole drama. And it was, it was just a big mess, a really big mess. I will save that for next time though. <laughs> Like, I'll be honest, I, I've had um, girls ask me to run them. I've had girls say, no, I'm so you're a nice guy, man. I trust you. Uh-huh. Can you, can you run me? Can you, basically the same thing you're talking about the agency. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it. I really did. I, I thought about it. I, because I mean, I do deal with a lot of girls all the time. And most of them, well, a lot of them do escort and do things like that. And. I really thought about it. I go, man, I could make this much money if I ran five or six girls, and all I had to do was just pretty much do phone calls. Right. But I thought about, fuck, what if they get hurt? What if something happened to them? Like, am I gonna go chase a dude, and do I gotta go fucking shoot somebody? Am yeah. I in that business now? You know? And the latter, I mean, the second part wasn't really an issue. I think it would just totally kill me if I was to set up a date with somebody and they were to get hurt. They were to get yeah. really, really hurt or killed or whatever. I, I would just totally destroy me. And that's why I didn't do it. Now, I have more star friends that will come into San Francisco and they'll say, hey, you don't need ballers or whatever. You know, I'll give you an amount of, because porn stars are a different level. Porn stars, uh, and this is, four or five years ago, but I mean, back then they were making $1,500, and that's crazy. Because <laughs> you think about how much you have to work a nine to five job to bring home 1500 bucks an hour, and they were doing that shit hourly, so. I mean, they don't, they don't have four or five dates a day, so you think about that. So it's insane, because they would ask me, hey, you know, do you know a few friends, and I'll give you 500, you know, per, you know, per trick, and, but that's about the only time I did with that, because I knew the guys, and, I knew these hotels were safe and, and it wasn't going to be a big issue. But other than that, I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't run girls. I just, you know, I, I just, I, I couldn't do that. So speaking about running girls, have you ever ran into any pimps or, because, qu- question? When I was younger, I, I knew this guy who was a pimp in San Francisco, an old school black dude. And this guy, let me tell you something. When it comes to pimps, like, I always think it's funny because you always see those cartoon characters in movies and mm-hmm. you got Lady Mike, a little pin from Fucking Friday. Yeah. It's like, it's a joke and it's <laughs> funny. And I totally get like the old comedy when it comes to being a pin. Right. But this motherfucker right here, this old black dude who's probably like in the 60s, I was in my late 20s, <laughs> he could have picked me out. He was like, <laughs> and, and I was fascinated. This is before I got into this industry. The way you speak. Because and, and, and I'm just looking at this old school cat, you know, he's still dressed in nice, and he's still dressed like sharp and his haircut and everything smelled good. And 
you know, and, and, and he still had that pimp in him. He still had that, he still had that like pimp letter, whatever you want to call it. Right. That, that fucking that look in his eye, that thing. And he would tell me, and I would just, I would just, everywhere he said, I just like soak it in like a sponge. And I would ask him, man, how, what's the key, man? What's the key? Like, how do you do it? And he, every time I asked him the same question, he would give me a different answer. So, you know, pimps bullshit people. But yeah. the number, number one thing he told me, and I ain't gonna lie, I use this myself when I try to get girls to model for me. He would say, listen to what you're saying, but don't let them speak. Like, you just fucking just keep on blah, 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 like a machine gun. Keep on talking to them and talking and talking and talking and talking and shit. And, you know, if she's weak-minded, you're gonna get her. And the reason why I say weak-minded because these pimps did not share <laughs> that would you make what you made as a you know escort or whatever that was his money it, it was a no if plus or what and he told me the whole scam he told me he would hang out old uh, buses and, and greyhound buses in san francisco and he would know who to, he would know who that who to talk to he would know right away just just i don't know so i think you know and that always fascinated when it came to the pit game another time too i was i was listening to howard stern uh, I was listening to Howard Stern, they were interviewing that uh, pimp that Snoop Dogg used to hang out with, uh, that Magic Bomb One. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got called on the phone and he was saying, yeah, man, I want to be a pimp, I want to be a pimp. So Magic Bomb One goes, okay, uh, you have a girlfriend? He's like, yeah. Is she pretty? He's like, yeah. So would you let, would you let anybody have sex with her for money? And he's like, no, you're never going to be a pimp. So. <laughs> And see, it does pimp logic because they don't give a fuck about like a girlfriend or any of that shit. Mm-hmm. They care about the money. And 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 I've been called that before. I've been I, I've been you know disparaging comments people middle me. They call me a fucking pimp, but it's like fuck. I don't take money from girls. If anything, should I give money? But have you ever encountered any pimps or anybody trying to be your man or your pimp? Or have you ever worked for anybody like that? Oh yeah, that that's really easy to come across too. It's around a lot. Like there's no way of hiding it or avoiding it. Because they're everywhere, you know? Whether it be walking the strip or not. Like there there's ways that they'll find you. I've had lots of pimps who join private delights and using that site they get my number and actually text me. They'll try texting me to get me to go their way. They'll send me pictures of like all their money, their chains, things like that. Um, I've had guys where I'm walking the strip come up to me and try to gorilla pimp me. Gorilla pimp meaning they're pressing really, really hard on you. They won't leave you alone. They'll literally basically run up on you and try to make you theirs, whether you like it or not. So I've had that done. Um, and I'm actually... Yes, I did have a pimp, and I did work for somebody. And what was it? Talking about pimps. <laughs> you work for somebody. <laughs> no, yeah, I did. I did have somebody that I worked for. Um, but after some time, I just I couldn't work for that no more. I just went ahead and left. Because like you said, like the pants, they have no love. They don't care. They take all the money. And see, my pimp knew the reason why I was working. And the reason why I was working was to come up with the fast money. But not only for that, but it was for my family because I have a family as well. So that money was basically going to go towards my family, trying to 
move up and come up, you know? So I was making at least two to 3,000 within a night, within those couple hours, you know? In a few hours, I was making two to 3,000. I was working for him maybe four days a week because pimps have a set schedule. They want you to work a certain amount of days, certain amount of hours. So I would work what I had to work and he would send me home with literally like $200, $300 max in my pocket. So that was, you know, it kind of triggered my mindset as to like, damn, I don't know about working for somebody, you know? But then again, there is, well, there are pimps out there that are really willing to go ahead and move you up and move you forward. So it's just a matter of finding, I guess, the right one to work with. A good pimp? I guess guess you can say. Yeah, because I don't really see him as like a good pimp. You would see him as like a good friend, like a really good friend, like I said, who's just trying to make you come up. Yeah, I mean, that's what I meant. I mean, these girls would ask me to walk to, and they're, I'm never ever going to see myself a pimp, but they will say, can you be my handler? Can you handle me? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's kind of like a glorified pimp, but I just, you know, like I said, I just, I, I could not take money from women or anything like that. And um, I guess more, it was, it was more of a social, it was more of a cultural thing also when it came to pimps, you know. Um, I think it's kind of, out of the norm now because you know a lot of girls just being independent on their own doing yeah you know, doing you know you've seen websites like the ones we talked about and mm-hmm. back in the day there was nothing that these girls were on the street they needed protection and you know the pimp came up out but now mm-hmm. that stuff is pretty much gone um right and that's why i said like i used to work and once i started seeing how things were that's when i realized that i could just basically do it myself mm-hmm. yeah oh, yeah and, and, yeah, because, yeah, I've heard some horror stories about pimps, yeah. and even though this guy from San Francisco abused me and he made me laugh or whatever, I mean, I kind of, I'm sure he left out some of the shit that he used to do to girls and stuff, and yeah. just, Like I said, there's a, there's a lot of bad ones out there, there really is, and those are the ones who will bring you down that'll mess you up mentally, because they really trigger, they go and search for the ones that are mentally damaged on purpose, mm-hmm. and that's how they get you. They get you with finessing you with telling you like oh I could build you up this and that we can go places you can have all this money in your pocket we can travel but then again it's all a lie you know it's just they're really good with words that's yeah. what you have to be careful for well, that's what people they sound good with words <laughs> but I don't take um okay well there's another kind of pimp cops you always hear this thing about cops that and I don't know if it's a whole white style or anything like that, but you always hear cops saying that if you think somebody's a cop, we'll show you your dick. And if they don't show you their dick, then they're, they're, they're cops. <laughs> I, I heard that, and I hear both stories. I heard it was bullshit that a cop would still arrest you if they show you their dick. Um, because I seen a cop, but it was a female cop. Uh, I was working in, in Oakland, off International, and there was this really pretty girl sitting in a, in a bench, like in a bus stop, and I'm like, man, that's a cop. I'm not street smart, but come on, this girl is way, way too pretty to be out there. It was like six mm-hmm. in the morning. They did something wrong. And I'm like, come on, bro. But you know what? Part of me was like, ooh, but what if she's not a cop? <laughs> like my dick was like, come on, bro, she's not a cop, bro. <laughs> like, look at that shit, you know? Yeah. And, and then, because um, I used to work nice and, you know, I was a nerd. 
person. And I was willing to get off work sometimes. I would see that. And then every one time I I drove around a certain area, and sure enough, she was a cop. You know, they were arresting some dude and she was walking away from the, the police officers doing the arrest. So have you ever had, like, a police officer, a cop, uh, trying to trap you or any of that stuff? Like you said, they were trying to contact you to the Mm-hmm. through the service or through the social media or anything or yeah I've had a couple of run-ins with them um I've had like cops text my phone act like they were a trick you know and lately and now nowadays they're really smart and they move differently they don't move as cops they move as regular regular tricks like they they can talk to you so Explain. They can ask you so many questions, and like you said, you can ask them like, "Hey, can you send me a picture of your dick, or can you go ahead and show me your titties?" You know, to make sure you're not a cop. Like, they'll do that, but then they'll still get you. That is true. There's some cops that don't do that, and it'll still they can still go ahead and go after you. Well, I mean, when I, they say it's your their word against yours, or like, "No, I ain't showing my dick," or like, is that even a thing? Like, uh, like, is that even a thing? Because I've heard it. I've heard, I'm sure you heard it too, but... Yeah, no, see, I've, I've had to do it. Me, I've had to do it to guys who think that I'm a cop. You know, I was like, hey, can you send me a picture? You don't have to uh, show your whole face. You can cover it lightweight, but go ahead and pull your shirt down with no bra or something like that to identify myself. And I'll send that. So it'll work on our end, but for me personally, like, for a guy, I have... I don't really trust that. I don't, because I've been set up. Like I said, they can talk to me really, it's split, and I'm thinking it's a regular person and it's a cop this whole time. Mm-hmm. And I've been set up like that, like a cop talked to me really cool and I thought he was okay. And it was an outcome and it was to his house. So I had pulled up to his house. And see, what I like to do is I don't like to park directly at their house or be right in front of their house. Like I'm always like, you know, couple houses down the block or somewhere where I can visually see the house to see if you know it's not a set and so that's what I did I had parked a couple houses down and my car was really tinted really dark it blended in and this guy he kept texting me he was like hey well I told him I was like hey I'm here he was like okay give me like 10 minutes I gotta I gotta do something really quick okay and I'll be right out I was like okay sure 10 minutes go by he texts me hey can I ask you a question? I need you to do something for me so I make sh- to make sure you're not a cop. He was like, can I please have you fully undressed and naked sitting in your car so that way when I walk up to your car door, I can tell you're not a cop. And I've never had nobody ask that, like to get fully undressed like that, you know? It was kind of strange and kind of weird. So I lied to him and texted him and told him, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and do it for you. Can you come out? He was like, yeah, I'll be right out. Let me know when you're done. I told him, hey, I'm undressed. He was like, okay, now I need you to, um, I need you to FaceTime me. Like, he just kept asking me to do so many things, right? See, and during that time when he was asking me all these questions, I hear a chopper from the background coming towards my way, okay? And I was kind of, I was kind of on the lookout and I was kind of like, oh, you know, is that, is that coming this way? And I was trying to see where the chopper was coming. So basically what he was doing, he was prolonging me. He was prolonging me to stay in that area in order for the, the cops and the chopper and everybody to get there. 
And sure enough, like he kept prolonging me. He was like, hey, I'm sorry for making you wait. I'll give you extra money. I'll give you extra money. I'm sorry. So I was like, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead and give me the extra money. But like I said, once I heard that chopper in the background, I realized something was wrong. And sure enough, because he didn't know where I was parked at and he didn't know what kind of car I was in because he kept trying to ask and ask and ask. So I felt like, no, I shouldn't tell him. So I look in my rear mirror and what do I know that the house that I was going to go into, the garage door lifts up, two SUVs come out and the chopper is above, above me. That's when I knew it was the setup, so I just took off. And see, they can't do nothing to me because we didn't have no personal contact. They didn't catch me in the act. You know, nothing nothing was able for them to go ahead and detain me. But that one was the biggest setup I've been in. We never been arrested. No, I've never been arrested, but I, I've had girls, like really close friends that I've worked with for like a while, for, you know, for the year, two years. And they've been caught by cops, yes. They've been arrested by cops, and they got charged. But there's a lot of cops out there that are that will catch you, but they'll let you go. There's crooked cops out there. There's a lot of crooked cops, and they'll let you go, but just certain things. Like, in exchange for sex, or? In exchange for, yeah, in exchange for sex, or they'll go ahead and try to blackmail you in some type of way. You know, they'll use stuff against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, to me, that was such a wise tale, like the whole show me your dick kind of thing. And I've always wanted to ask that question. Right. And the four star friends that I have, they're like, fuck, we can do a cops thing. Like, David told me, like, we flip cops, like, mm-hmm. and they pay. That's the thing, you know, because I guess there's such high profile. Yeah. You know, and like a cop is not going to fucking, like, you know, nah, dude, you know, fuck you. It's like, everybody. Yeah, see, it. I don't know. I'm scared to mess with a cop. I don't think I'll ever do it because watch them try to flip it on you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah I, me personally, I've not. Yeah, I had a friend of mine, she, she told me she fucked like a, a captain. Like, he was a police captain. I'm like, God <laughs> damn, I'm like, Dang. you're up there, aren't you? Um, so, we were talking earlier, and um, we were talking about hotels and everything. And when I was talking about me running girls, and we talked about, because again, I almost did it, but I never did it. but. We're talking about safety, like hotels, and, and most of them have security. You know, they got cameras, security. Basically, everybody who comes in and out of the hotel is going to be seen. So, at least mm-hmm. if somebody murders you, at least we'll have a record of who came, in, who came out. But I know hotels can be a little crazy. Have you ever been kicked out of the hotel? Have you ever been? Hey, you know what you're doing? Um, yeah. <laughs> there was this one hotel that I would use. A lot. Well, it was a double tree hotel, and mostly most double trees are like really, really big. You know, have a lot of floors, and so there was this one certain double tree that I would go to like every you know couple weekends. But they started realizing my face. They started recognizing me come more often and often, and I would also go with other girls that I was working with. I'd have like one or two other girls with me. So they would see me with other girls all the time and they try, little by little, they start catching on. So what I think they were doing was watching the cameras because one time when I tried to check in, they told me, I'm sorry that you're not allowed here no more for the rest of your life, basically, that you can, you're not allowed here. And I was like, well, what is that reason? And they had told me some, some bullshit reason. 
which I didn't believe that was it, but they kicked me out because, you know, they found out. They basically found out that they gave me an option to go ahead and just walk away. See, my friend, the the one that I usually work with, me and her, (coughs) we were, um, we were working at this one hotel together, but we had separate rooms. And she did get caught personally by the cops and everything. They went to her room. They asked her what was going on. They had a detainer. So she did go through that, but me, I didn't. Yeah, because I think that the hotels were um, smart. You know, they would notice, like, hey, why is this girl like this room getting so many people or. Exactly, yeah. They're watching our cameras, and that's how she got caught. They were watching guys go in and out of her room constantly. And so the cops got called. They went up to her room, and yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a hotel in San Francisco. I'm not going to say the name, but there's a hotel in San Francisco that a lot of the porn stars used to go. And um, they would, I mean, they would be there. Every time they would come to San Francisco, they were there. And I would ask them, hey, like, does the hotel not? Say anything or what? Oh no, this is a fucking hooker. This is a hooker hotel. Because that's, I don't know if they had some kind of deal or something. Because, yeah, I mean, a lot of porn stars. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point there was like 10 of them working in there that whole fucking week. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not going to say it. You know, email me, you know, or <laughs> DM me if you want to What hotel it is, I will let you go. But I don't know. I get in trouble if I really anything. But yeah, she would call it the hooker hotel. It's off market. <laughs> Across the street from Carl's Jr. <laughs> we'll just say that. Just, there we go. Figure it out. Fucking huh. it. <laughs> okay, bye. Now, um, travel. Um, again, I use the whole porn star reference a lot because that's who I roll with. And they would tell me, like, um, they would go to Dubai mm-hmm. for a fucking week and make, like, outrageous amount of money. Uh, I had a porn star one time message me. He's like, hey, can I fucking wire you, like, $9,999 because... She couldn't come back with uh, money, and it had to be less than ten thousand cash and stuff. Um, and I go, look, yes, you can, but you can tell me what the fuck you're doing out there. And she was telling me she went out there, and she went to go do a trick for uh, a sultan or one of these Arab dudes, whatever, in Dubai. Uh-huh. And I was like, dude, you need to tell me what's going on. <laughs> so she told me, like, yeah, they flew us out there first class, and. We were in Dubai, and then like they were in a hotel for like a couple of days, and then they picked them up, and they were in a villa for like another three or four days. And uh, there was a bunch of like Russian girls and European girls and other porn stars there. And um, the Sultan or whatever came in, and he fucked her for like 10, 15 minutes, and he was out. And then she left like the next day. And then she flew back, and she was there for like a week, and she made like I don't know, 30, 40 grand. Something ridiculous like that. I'm like, yeah. And so. Have you traveled? Like, is that an option? Like, would you ever open up the option to anybody, anybody that you trust? Or he's like, hey, I want to take you to Hawaii with me. Would you go? Or is that something you have done or have ever considered doing? Oh, yeah, I would definitely travel. I have not done it yet because I've yet had the chance to go ahead and do so. But once I'm able to go ahead, I'm definitely hoping to go anywhere. Like you said, as long as I'm trustworthy of that person or I know that person for you know I've been talking to him I'm willing to go ahead and travel I would love to go ahead and do that um the money situation and again I always hear stories and I can't compare regular escorts to four stars it's mm-hmm. two different things and 
not fair. But is money, do you think money is worth uh, some of the shit that you have to go through? With, can you collect that from hotels or dealing with cops with your family knowing any of that stuff? Is the money worth it? Is, I mean, do you think, I'm not, I'm not judging. I'm not judging. Believe me, I'm not. But is it lucrative enough for you to be like, okay, cool, this is, I make good money doing this? I mean, yeah. I mean, I agree that the money is good. <laughs> there are some times where I'm doing some whatever it is and I do feel like, uh, like, why? <laughs> why am I doing this at this time? <laughs> but for the most part, I do agree with the money. The money is good. Okay, so, I mean, nobody knows your name. Nobody knows who you are. So let's say you work for a whole week. Mm-hmm. What's the average do you think you're in a whole week? So, I mean, I'm sure it depends on what city, because like, yeah. cities in, in certain areas of California are, you know, say you're working like in San Jose or something like that. Yeah, it's just depending on the areas and depending on how, you know, because during the week, sometimes it could be slow. It just depends on how slow the day goes. But usually in a day I'd make, or, yeah, during the week, maybe at least 3000 a day, two to 3000 like a day, and the weekends, I know for sure I can make at least 3000 So if you go ahead and, you know, just average that out, what is that like, what? And maybe 16000 17000 Maybe at least a week, yeah. So I'm saying, like, you know, like I said, at least two to three at night, and then you just go ahead and times that up. And that's, that's basically rate too as well that's not including like say extra tips extra whatever it is so it adds it adds up mm-hmm. well i mean i'm sure everybody's good and for the most part i've heard that and once you're established that mm-hmm. once you have your regulars and do you want to explain what regulars are i know what they are but I mean, most people don't know so regulars is basically a customer that you see a lot, a customer that you're really comfortable with, and he's comfortable with you, and you guys build a relationship in that bond. And so he's not gonna, you know, call the random girl, like, he's just gonna call you. Like you said, like I said, you build that bond with that person. Do they get any, I don't know, discounts, but. Special treatment? Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it just depends on the girl and how she is with the guy. There is some guys where I'll give them like more time for us, you know, with a certain price, or I'll go ahead and um, I'll do the extra or whatever. There, there is, there is special treatment. And then once you build that bond with them too, like you feel like more comfortable, and then you do want to spend more time or. You can go on a date with them or just go out and then but then you're still getting paid for it so let's go to dinner before we go to the hotel type of deal mm-hmm. like something you wouldn't really offer to somebody who's you know new but like but you know this guy he's cool you just want to chill with him and then go do something like that and then yeah i've done that i've done that before i've never chilled with them for free like I, my time is still being paid for mm-hmm. but yeah we can still go ahead and go on dinner go to date and then after you know go ahead and go to the hotel no and that's i i've heard stories about girls saying like yeah they'll just call the regulars before they even go to that city so at least they'll only have some people lined up yeah before dealing with the agency or that that service they use 
Um, and how much longer do you gonna do this, or how much longer is is there like an out? It's like porn stars. A lot of them have a goal like, okay, I'm gonna start doing porn when I'm 20. And like when I used to work with Genevieve, she would always tell me, I'm gonna quit the business when once I start getting a uh, book to do mill shit. <laughs> and she was only like 20, 20, oh, she was even 28. And they were, they were already starting to start booking for real scenes. And she was like, fuck this, I'm out. So is there an out, like, is there like, okay, I'm gonna do this for so much longer or have you thought about when you're gonna stop doing this or? Yeah, yeah, I have. Um, Cause me, I'm, I'm 27 now. So I am at a like mid age, almost like milk status too. So I'm not really trying to work too long. So maybe like another, I know for sure five years or less. I'm not gonna go more than that. I just need, I just wanna go ahead and build up a little more and then go ahead and just stop, you know, just walk away from it. Well, this is gonna wrap up. Um, I just wanna thank you guys and for listening and hopefully this uh, podcast gave you a little bit of information as to what the do's and don'ts of escorting. And please, guys, if you guys do get an escort, wash your ass. But besides that, <laughs> be nice. Be nice. Be nice. Be, be curious. Because you know what? If you, a lot of people ask me about bar girls, hey, how do you meet all these girls or whatever? I just say be nice, you know? And a lot of times, be nice with sex workers, not just sex workers. I'm talking about OnlyFans girls, I'm talking about porn stars, I'm talking about dancers. Don't be a douche. Don't don't think you're entitled just because you're paying them. A lot of guys have that attitude. Yeah, I'm paying her. Fuck her. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Maybe, but she's not gonna fucking let you book her again, or you're gonna get a bad reputation. You pay for a service. Be cool. Have fun. Enjoy it. Treat her like a decent person, like a human being, and 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 just be cool about shit like that. Um, and I'm glad we did this podcast because it did answer a lot of my questions. I didn't have a lot of questions about this, and I'm sure a lot of you guys that are not in the industry or in sex work also have a lot of questions. So I thank you, and I apologize for a little bit some of the uh, technical terrible things I had. This thing just shut down on me mid-interview. Um, so I'm going to take this and listen to it again and edit it a little bit more and kind of change my... Just change change the filtering a little bit. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, make sure to uh, keep on following me. And thank you for listening. And thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. And you guys, like I said, just be nice. Be nice to us. That's all you want. Okay. And that was another episode of Chainsaw Podcast. Thank you. Bye-bye.